Hello and welcome to another episode of Storytime with Dave. I'm your host, Dave. This will be part two of Biden, of Kimmel v. Biden. And I actually, I need to record this in two different parts because I'm going to start it right now, but I know it's going to take a while, so I'm going to have to leave and come back. But you won't even notice because I'm just going to, you know, hit stop and then hit play again. It'll be seamless. You won't even know that it had happened, but I'll tell you anyway. So we're just going to get right back into it. I This will be the second 11 and a half minutes, and hopefully if this one doesn't also take an hour and a half. But who knows? Maybe it will. And there's probably a lot of fun to be had in this second half, of which I only heard that one clip that went viral, which I was really surprised that the clip that didn't go viral was the one about throwing them in jail. I know it was... Uh, I know it was like a Monopoly reference, but it was still creepy. Anyway, we're going to go back into it. A little bit of overlap, so we hop back into where we were. I'm recording this a couple days later, so just so I can jog my memory, and then we'll, we'll continue right along. A lot of the things having to do with the climate and the environment, because he comes from cold country and, and he has a different view. Um, and uh, Kristen is not always there in terms of the tax policies. Look, here's where we are. We have the fastest growing economy in the world, the world, the world. We have 8.6 million. I'm curious, who, who told him that this was a good rhetorical device to just three times repeat? He doesn't even change. He doesn't even change the inflection of his voice. He just says the world, the world, the world. It sounds like the record skipping. It sounds like he's getting advised by a, there's a comedian in his administration like hey man rule of threes and he just kind of misinterpreted that rule he said oh i just repeat things three times okay yes that it's it's remarkable the drop off in rhetorical ability you know speaking ability from clinton you go, Clinton, you know, look, I think Clinton drinks baby blood and all that. And maybe he does, maybe he does, I don't know. He's certainly responsible for a lot of, he's certainly involved in a lot of mysterious deaths. Let's put it like that, especially during his time as governor of Arkansas when he was flying all the cocaine in. But the guy knew how to speak. He was a good speaker. I should do a episode where we compare and contrast Clinton, Obama, and Biden. There was, uh, there was of course, a, a drop-off. I almost said obviously, but of, of course it's not much better. There was a drop-off from Clinton to Bush, and it got a little better with Obama, but Obama speaks too slowly is his problem, but at least he, he's pretty good. He knows the tricks. And with Joe, he just says, the world, the world, the world, the world, the world. It's, it's embarrassing. Here's where we are. We have the fastest growing economy in the world, the world, the world. We have 8.6 million new jobs just since I got in office. Unemployment rates down to 3.6%. We've reduced it. That's such a... That's such a fake thing, too, when they when they boast about the new jobs numbers. If there is a pandemic, real or fake, all the layoffs were real. It doesn't matter how real the virus was or how 
It doesn't matter how real or fake the virus was or how serious it was. If you got laid off, that was real. So if you're going to then get rehired, it's not really a new job. You know what I mean? It's kind of just dishonest. I mean, even if you want to take that, okay, fine. It's just, it's, it's, when you go to the supermarket or you go to do anything and you spend so much more money and then they're going to throw this in your face and be like, but so many more people have jobs. I have a job and I don't have much money and I have a lot less money than I had two years ago. And, and things that weren't ordeals before are now ordeals. So I don't think that that's a strong economy. Even though Biden's going to say the world, the world, the world, that doesn't reassure me. I can't just go to the supermarket and go, but the world, the world, the world, it shouldn't be this much money. The world, the world, the world, it shouldn't be this much money. The world. We have 8.6 million new jobs just since I got in office. Unemployment rates down to 3.6%. We reduced the deficit last year by $320 billion. This year, we're going to reduce it by $1.7 trillion trillion dollars right and so trillion dollars trillion dollars and that's allowed us at least to stay on top of and a little bit ahead of what's happening around the world second thing is look inflation i don't even get that argument too it's like well okay they're suffering there's a lot of suffering going on in the world and at least we're not suffering as much as that them in the world the world the world at least we're not suffering as much. At least we're staying ahead of the curve on everyone else. Like, sure, it might be really hard for you right now and you might be really suffering. But they're suffering a lot more in Europe. So, hello. Shouldn't you be thanking me? Look, inflation is the, is, is the, is the bane of our existence. Is, 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 inflation is mostly in food and in gasoline at, yeah. at the pump. That's what kills you because it's well, a little billboard telling you, everyone you every, how expensive but, everything but, is. If Donald Trump leaves one of those Sharpies over for you, you could maybe change the price on that, uh, you know. Bob, we, we could. Yeah. Oh, he got him on the Sharpies. Jimmy got him on the Sharpies. Wait, I didn't even get that. Sorry. Maybe change the price on that, you know. Bob, our existence. Inflation is mostly in food and in gasoline. That's the other thing. It's like, well, it's just food and gasoline. It's not like it's, what? It's not that big of a deal. It's just food and gasoline. I mean, this could be worse. It could be, you might you might have an increased price in like, you know, other far more important things in life than food and gasoline. Meanwhile, what transports all goods across the United States? What does, what does that require? Doesn't that require gasoline to transport goods across the United States? So doesn't that, doesn't that mean that all goods will see price increases and see inflation? Or is that, and the other thing is all energy prices are up. It's not just gas. All energy prices are up. So you're going to have to pay more all of our utility bills are up too. So it's just like, oh, it's just your transportation, shelter, and food that's being inflated. It's not like big things. It's just all the sustenance that allows you to live. But it could be a lot worse. Yeah. At, at the pump. That's what kills you because it's well, a little billboard 
telling everyone every, how expensive what, everything what, is. If Donald Trump leaves one of those Sharpies over for you, you could maybe change the price on that, Bob, you know. Bob, we, we could. Yeah. That's how we fight inflation with Sharpies. We go, we go to the, we go to the gas station, we change the price with Sharpies. I love it, Jimmy. But, but here's the deal. You know, you say every, every family is a little bit of breathing room. If you take and look at all the costs that a family has on a monthly basis, it also includes health care, prescription drugs, child care, all those things. What I'm proposing we get, and I think we can get it done, I'm proposing that we, in fact, reduce the cost of those things. Wait, I'm curious to see if the SEALs will clap at this one, because they might clap. He might go, look, 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 I know that the price of food is up. I know that the price of gas is up and therefore the price of all goods are up. The price of utilities are up. Keeping your home cool, keeping your home warm. I know all of those things are up. But medicine's also a lot of money too. <laughs> like that's supposed to make you feel better. Like I know everything costs more right now, but medicine already costs a lot. And I'm trying to address that. And maybe we can, I think, I believe that maybe we can pull it off so that even though you're dead from starvation, two years from now, that insulin is going to cost a lot less money and they can inject your corpse with it. Why should anybody, anybody of you in the audience take insulin every month because they have sure. type 1 diabetes, type 2 diabetes? Well, guess what? Guess what? I has a thousand bucks a month in some places, average six hundred forty-seven dollars a month on average. Well, if I pass what I want to get done, which we can do, and we can do it relatively easy. Pass what? What bill is that? It's not going to cost more than thirty-five dollars a month. It costs these companies. Clap seals. Clap seals. Clap. This is not, as our friends on Fox would say, socialism. This is very practical. They have, it costs 10 bucks to make a vial. So charging $35 gives them, you know, a significant profit. He can't even say 25. I don't even think he knows. I don't think he's cognizant enough to do 25 minus 10. I'm sorry, 35 minus 10 to come to 25. I don't think he's, he's quite there enough to do that subtraction that's a bit too complex for him it seems so charging 35 dollars gives them you know a significant profit they don't need for example our oil companies he did it again <laughs> what do they not need joe tell me joe what do they not need he just cuts off the sentence we're moving on we're moving on the world the world the world you know, a significant profit. They don't need, for example, our oil companies. Oil companies, instead of everybody says, well, Biden won't let them drill. They have, they have 9,000 drilling sites that they've already owned that are there. They're not doing it. You know why? Because they make more money not drilling and buying back their own stock. It's all screwed up. No. And that's the thing. Uh, how many drilling sites are they not able to use as a result of his policies would be the relevant question there. And Jimmy just goes, it's messed up. Like, they already have 9,000 sites. Okay, when Trump was president and he was really pushing them 
to uh, maximize the, the amount that they could drill. Then how many drilling sites were there? So this is 9,000 compared to how many before or how many could there be? And Jimmy goes, that's messed up, man. Whoa, that's so messed up. I can't believe how messed up that is. Because they make more money not drilling and buying back their own stock. It's all screwed up, no, and that's the it, thing. It's well, that, it is screwed up, but we are only a few votes away from being able to straighten it out. We have to get the message across in a way that is understandable. So Joe's like, I know things are bad now, and I know it's really messed up, but in just, in just a few months, if you vote the right people in, then just a few months from then, when they manage to pass the legislation, and then just a few months from then, when it actually has an effect, you won't be, you won't be so destitute anymore. And then things will be better. That's my president, the world, the world, the world. To people like the folks in my family we grew up, tell people what the, what, 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 just what the facts are. Whoa, 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 whoa. That this, this isn't anything about, so this is about building the economy. When I ran, I said, I wanna build a new economy. No more trickle down from the bottom up and the middle out, because when the middle does well, everybody does well. The wealthy do very Collapse well. Collapse you. The idea there are oh, wow. four major corporations in America made $40 billion last year and don't pay a penny in taxes. Not a penny. How many do you think the tax code... Okay. How much did is Ukraine paying in taxes for the, the $40 billion we just sent them? Oh, wait, no, that is tax money. So what if that $40 billion was taxed? What makes me think that they wouldn't just send that money to Ukraine? He's making $40 billion seem like it's so much. And they just sent that much to Ukraine. Well, they sent $54 billion to Ukraine. It's, okay, One, I, I, I got to be right back. I, this was sooner than I thought, but I got to be right back. But I'll, and then I'll finish this. So just, it's... It, you know, it'll just start again. But for me, I'll be gone and then I'll be back. It's very simple. It's not that hard to follow. I'll be right back. Okay, I'm back now. I just went to play tennis and eat dinner. And now I've returned and we're going to continue this. And I am a little bit, I have a little less energy than I did before I left. And you know what? That's just fine. Because Biden will give me energy. I'll feed off of his energy. He's well known for his energy. Let's continue this without further ado. Because when the middle does well, everybody does well. The wealthy do very, very well. The idea there are 54... Isn't that kind of funny that he goes... <laughs> he goes, when the middle does well, everybody does well. The wealthy do very well. <laughs> Aren't you forgetting someone, Joe? Do the poor do well? How did the poor do? How do the poor do, Joe? He's not very concerned with that, I don't think. But that's not a Joe thing. That's more of a politician thing. Because when the middle does well, everybody does well. The wealthy do very, very well. The idea there are 54 major corporations in America made $40 billion last year and don't pay a penny in taxes. Not a penny. How many of you think the tax code is fair anywhere along the line here? How many? No, I'm not being facetious now. 
I mean, deadly earnest. Okay. Oh, man. That's... That's so... First of all, is that even true that they didn't pay a penny in tax? 54 of the biggest corporations in America last year didn't pay a penny in tax? Is that even a true thing? I'm not going to fact check it right now, but I just don't... That doesn't sound very true to me. That sounds a bit ludicrous. So I'm not, I, maybe it is, I, I don't know, but, and I, I would think, I think that's great if it is true, to be honest, that's how I feel about taxes, but I just don't, it doesn't sound true. Does it sound true? It's like, he's doing what I'm doing. And when he does that, do, do, do you think, how often do you see that happen where he's like asking the crowd, he's like doing crowd work. It's like when you're bombing as a comedian and you're like, uh, yeah, I went to, uh, I don't know. You, you're talking about something that you did and it's not really getting a response. And you're like, do you, did you guys, do, do you guys ever eat dinner? No, I'm not being facetious. I'm being, I'm being in earnest. I'm being in earnest. I'm not being a facetious. I'm being in earnest. Do you, uh, do you guys ever eat dinner? Do you think the taxation code is fair? Do you ever eat dinner? You guys, this guy knows what I'm talking about. That would be the only thing missing from what Biden just did would be him pointing at someone in the crowd and going, this guy knows what I'm talking about. That's the only thing that's missing that he'd then be an, he's basically an open mic comic in that moment and he's bombing and he's like, this guy knows what I'm talking about. And they don't even chuckle. Let's see. Billion dollars last year and don't pay a penny in taxes. Not a penny. How many of you think the tax code is fair anywhere along the line here? How many? No, I'm not being facetious now. I'm being deadly earnest. They don't pay a penny. I don't. So if we had. A oh, my God. This you need to see. Um, so, look, you don't need to see it, but it's very interesting. I would highly recommend that you use the um, you use the video here that you go quickly pause, take your phone out or go to your computer or whatever and go to this interview. President Joe Biden visits Jimmy Kimmel live. That's what it's titled. Go to this video and fast forward to 14 minutes and 40 seconds. That's where we're at right now. And look at Jimmy look off look away from Joe. Like he kind of looks towards the um, producers, I think, or the cameraman, or he's looking to someone in on the team. And you can see in his face, he's just like, oh my God. You can just see him being like, oh my goodness. Look at his body language. He's like leaning forward. He's like, he wants to jump in and help Joe. You can tell he wants to jump in and do something about it because Jimmy's a shit lib. We know that about him. And I did give him some compliments throughout this, but he's a shit lib to his core. And he wants Joe to do a good job here. He really does want Joe to do a good job here. He's not happy that Joe is bombing. And you can see in this moment, it really comes to a head. And you just see him look the other way, being like, can we go to commercial or something? I think that was the look. I think it's the, can we go to commercial look? So... 14 minutes and 40 seconds on the full 23 minute interview. Fast forward to that and just look at him. Look, look off. I don't know who he's looking at, 
but he's doing the can we go to commercial look. I, I'm not, I'm not in the business, so I don't know, but it's something like that. Tell me, tell me what you think. Tell me your thoughts. Tell me your thoughts if you think that's uh, what he's doing. Let's continue. It's fair anywhere along the line here. How many, no, I'm not being facetious now. I'm being deadly earnest. Why would that be a joke? Why would that not a joke? Why would it be? They don't pay a penny. I don't. So if we had a minimum tax of 15%, just on this year, I mean, minimum 15. They don't pay a penny. I don't. So if we had a minimum tax of 15%, just on this year, I mean, minimum 15. <laughs> That's so bad. What is he saying? <laughs> oh my God, dude. Someone do something. This is what they kept saying when they said the adults are back in the room. This is what they kept saying to us. This was them saying, this is what we get. This is the adults back. This is like the two adults. Like it's too much of an adult. He's past adulthood and he's into... He's an elder, and something's wrong. Something's very wrong, and it is funny, but it's bad, too. It's also bad. To 15% just on this year, I mean, minimum 15. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. I go, okay, we're going to just one more time, and then I'll move past it. But that is really funny. That's one of his better ones. Childhood, it's a childhood stutter, bro. Bro, please. I love that meme when it's like the dude crying and it's like, bro, please. Come on, it's a childhood stutter, bro. He's had it since he was a little kid, bro. It's not dementia, please, bro. Stop saying it's dementia, bro. It's not dementia. He's had it since he was a kid. It's a childhood stutter, bro. He's had it since he was a kid. It's not dementia. So if we had a minimum tax of 15% just on this year, I mean, minimum 15, it doesn't hurt them at all. They make a lot of money still, and we can raise a lot of money to make sure that child care doesn't cost you 1400 bucks a month. That took a while. That took a while for them to get to that clap break. I mean, he, he was really fishing for it. That took way too long. He's just looking for a bailout. They both were. And Jimmy is probably even more relieved than Joe is when they start clapping right there. It doesn't cost you 1400 bucks a month. To make sure. But this all makes perfect sense. And the fact that this makes sense is why it doesn't make sense and why it seems... That is very astute. To be fair, I do often say something. I do express a similar sentiment. It's just that mine... We're, we're on completely different sides of it. I'm saying like if a politician says something and it doesn't make sense to you, that should make sense to you because by virtue of their role in society, they'll never make sense. I more say it in terms of contradiction when you're wondering, oh, well, why would they be contradicting themselves? Why would they be contradicting themselves? You have to think of it more like why wouldn't they contradict themselves and why do you think they... It's like hypocrisy. It's different with politicians. It's not hypocrisy with politicians. It's just like their MO. They're not being hypocritical because they know exactly what they're doing. And they know they have these thoughts that can't align with one another. Like they can't hold one thought and the other at the same time. 
but it's not hypocritical because they're very aware of that and they'll never tell you, but they know. So that's kind of the context in which I use it. But uh, let's see what Jimmy's trying to say here. Doesn't make sense and why it seems so crazy and that we have so many problems and that maybe it's just that Americans aren't as knowledgeable as they should be. Or maybe there's a... Uh, that's what it is, Jimmy. Americans are too dumb. <laughs> Isn't it kind of an indictment of the president to say that Americans don't know enough? Isn't that kind of like a, uh, isn't that kind of a, when you say maybe president, I'm sorry, when you say maybe the public just doesn't know enough, maybe the public just isn't smart enough. I mean, you were elected by them, so you would know. Isn't that kind of like, and also, I really quickly do want to look something up. Let's see how much Jimmy uh, is worth. Yeah, I, don't, I, I just don't get it. Why don't they tax the corporations more? Why don't they, why don't they tax, tax the, uh, the rich more? Jimmy Kimmel has a net worth of $50 million. Jimmy is the right person to be asking that question. Jimmy wants to know, why aren't the rich paying their fair share? I mean, now, J- Jimmy earned those $50 million. I mean, he's very talented and... Uh, I'm sure he pays a substantial amount of money in, in, in taxes, and I'm sure Jimmy would volunteer ahead of anyone to pay 15% of his money in tax right now today. And I think we should all maybe sign a petition to Jimmy and say, hey, why don't you lead by example here, Jimmy? You have a great opportunity. You should pay 15% of your net worth to the IRS to set the tone for the nation. Because you want to make change, and we want to make change, but we want to see you make it first. Because you're a leader. So many problems, and that maybe it's just that Americans aren't as knowledgeable as they should be. Or maybe there's a, uh, a, a Death Star pumping false information into our brains. <laughs> That's what it is. There's a Death Star pumping false information into, into our brains. Earlier on this interview, Joe Biden mentioned uh, magazines that hold 300 rounds. Didn't that just happen? Didn't he just say that corporations don't pay a cent in tax? Again, I don't know if that's not true. I just am assuming that it's not true. No one's lied. I, I, Jimmy Kimmel lies all the time. But again, see, this is why am I getting worked up about Jimmy Kimmel being a hypocrite? He knows exactly what he's saying. He's an operative. So why would I get worked up about it? That's a silly thing. See here, we're doing a little self-therapy here. I'm doing a little self-therapy. Don't get worked up, Dave. There's no reason to. Jimmy knows exactly what he's doing. It's Fox News is the problem. It's the dumb people. It's the average person, which Jimmy Kimmel has, Jimmy Kimmel has contempt for the average person, as does Joe Biden, as does probably Tucker Carlson. These people are all the same. You know, I happen to like Tucker a bit more. I think he's a bit more honest, but they're all the same. They're operatives. So why get worked up about it? There's no reason to. Yes, Jimmy is being very hypocritical in this moment, but is it really hypocrisy or is he just doing his job? That's the real question here. But let's see why Fox News is the problem and the Death Star. A Death Star 
pumping false information into our brains. Fox, right? Or, yeah, or maybe, or maybe it's always been this way. I mean, here in LA. You know what's interesting about that? Now, we'll have to see what happens from here, but Jimmy doesn't even want to go there. That's what's interesting. And it's weird that the president is willing to go there and the talk show host isn't even willing to go there. That's pretty curious. I find that interesting. I mean, let's see if Jimmy does go there, but that's kind of an interesting little exchange there. Information into our box, right? Or, yeah, or maybe, or maybe it's always been this way. You see, he just brushes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, here in LA, what, like, like, you know, a small fraction of people voted uh, in the primary yesterday. And then everybody wants to complain about everything. And it's just, it, it's enough already. And I think you need, need to start yelling at people is really what well, I think. Well, here's what I think. Joe Biden does yell at people and it doesn't seem to work. And notice the laugh response on that. That gets a very, 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 uh, that's not, not a very rewarding laugh pause there for Jim, the, uh, the comedian here. Not very good uh, ROI on that joke there. I want to hear it again. But the other thing that he's saying, and we'll get into this on a different episode. I can rant about this. But this whole idea about, like, why do people complain if they don't vote? And it's just like, well, if you don't vote, you don't have the right to complain. I find that to be so dumb. I'll, I'll get into that. I'm like, I'm, I kind of just want to finish this up. I don't want to digress too hard because that would be a whole little 20-minute rant right there. But... He just said, Americans are too dumb. That might be the problem. He's clearly someone who votes. He's saying the problem is that not enough people vote. But that contradicts itself. Because if people like you, Jimmy, are voting, well, you're a smart guy, right, Jim? Or you think you are. So why would the not enough people voting be the problem if all of those plebs who you, don't, who you have contempt for aren't voting? Why would that bother you? That would be good for you. I always never understood that of people who are like, why wouldn't you vote? Why wouldn't you vote? I'm like, well, it would just dilute your vote. Why, why do you care if I vote or not? I'm literally helping you by making your vote count for more. Instead of, count, instead of your vote counting as one of 150 million and one, it now counts for one out of 150 million. Don't you feel better now? That people is really what well, I think. Well, here's what I think. Look, think about this. Look what impact the pandemic has had on people. It has had enormous impact, negative impact. Think of just, think of just your kids. How many of them got to go to a prom? How many of them got to go to a prom? Just your kids. How many of them got to go to a prom? How many of them had a graduation that got celebrated? Is that just a, that's just how he says how many. <laughs> he says how many of them, how many of them, of impact. Think of just think of just your kids. How many of them got to go to a prom? How many of them had a graduation that got celebrated? How many of how, how much has changed in terms of the relationships between people and how they interact with one another? I mean, so much has changed, and we need uh, Vivek Murthy, the Surgeon General, talks about the need for significant mental health pr proposals relating to people who are feeling not knowing where they're going, not knowing how how to respond, not knowing how to act. And so there's a lot we can do. But the bottom line is, I think, that we've seen such a radical shift in one party and the ability of that party to, that 
minority of the mo- the ma- yeah. dope that dope that that dope that that dope that dope that dope that that dope that he should scat he should become a scat singer he should be in jazz clubs he'd be better as a scat singer in jazz clubs and i don't know how good his chops are for singing but clearly his chops for singing knowing nothing about his chops for singing are better than his chops for leading or um, presiding as president. But I, what did he just say? I'm sorry, I lost. I'm, I'm, I've got Biden brain right now because I'm kind of exhausted. It's like 11 o'clock right now and I'm gonna go to sleep soon. So I got Biden brain and I apologize. I'm really trying to do this because I got to do this tonight or I know I'm not gonna do it for like another week. So I gotta finish it up. We're at 16 and a half minutes, Dave. This is the home stretch. You're almost done. You got Biden brain. Get through it. Fight through with the pain. Radical shift in one party and the ability of that party to the, that minority of the, mo- the MAGA yeah. folks. It's like we're living in two it. countries at once. Yeah. And, and it's so, like but, you can be, you can, you can but I've be. Nev- I've sorry. never been more optimistic. In my oh, wow, Jim. Jimmy so badly wants to commandeer the conversation just to save Biden maybe a minute or two in this interview, just where he doesn't have to speak. He so badly wants to save Joe from himself, but Joe's on a roll now. And Joe is like, no, I'm the president. I'm going to speak. And Jimmy's like, can't you see what I'm doing for you, Joe? Can't you see? I am extending an olive branch to you. I am allowing you to not speak. Just for a moment, Joe. Just for a moment. Let me make my point. But Joe's like, no, I'm, I'm really on one right now. I'm on a scat, scat. I'm on a scat, scat. He's scatting. Joe's too busy scatting and he doesn't even hear Jimmy. Jimmy is no one to him. So he's like, I'm going to power through this. I feel spiritually linked to Joe right now because I'm kind of in the same position right now. We're both scatting through the end. We're scatting to the end. We're just going to power through it. Now, let's see what Joe has to say. Meanwhile, isn't like, but that's the, the, that's the party that went the wrong way. It's the Republicans that have gone too far. The party that, you know, wants to, um, whatever, uh, mutilate children's uh, genitals. That party has not gone far enough, apparently. The MAGA folks. It's like we're living in two countries at once. Yeah, and and it's like, by the way, why not just have two countries? Why can't we do that? Can be, you can, you can but I've be, never, I've sorry. never been more optimistic in my life, so I'll tell you why. I, why are you so optimistic? No, it I, makes no sense. No, it does. <laughs> Look at the kids. Look at the young people. Best educated, least prejudiced, most giving generation in American history. Turn on the television. Turn on the, no, I, oh, wait, I saw this. I saw this. Uh, he watch. He's gonna do the no. I'm serious. I'm serious. He's gonna do it right now. You can see him getting ready for it. I did see this clip, and he's gonna talk about that biracial couples in commercials. That's why he has hope for the future. I think it's coming up. I've been looking forward to this part. Let's see if this is it. Generation in American history. Turn on the television. Now. Turn on. The, no, I'm serious. Right, there's something to that. Yeah. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. TV, look at the ads. When's the last time you saw? biracial couples on TV. When's the last time you saw the way, I mean, people are selling products. You know, here's a funny side note real quick. My old roommate TJ and I used to have kind of an inside joke when we watched TV together, especially sporting events, where we would have to spot the white couple in a commercial. You could play the game too. They just aren't there. It's just funny. It's not like, uh, 
they're trying to erase our whiteness. It's not like that. It's just like it became a fun little joke where we were like, oh, like you see like a white wife and you're like, oh, is, it, is this going to be the one? Is, it, is there going to be a white husband? And then it's like, no, it's an Asian husband. There's no, it's marketing though. It's marketing. This is not hope for the future. Joe, they even get the, our president is even being duped by low level marketing uh, wizardry or whatever you'd call it. When's the last time you saw the way, I mean, people are selling products, they do ads to sell products, and they sell products when people, they appeal to people. This generation is gonna change everything. We just got to make sure we don't give up. There's an ability for us to do everything from in, increase the, the, the access to education. Healthcare, this is so bad. All, all the talk about it. I was able to reduce people. Go to commercial. Go to commercial. It has changed people's lives for the better. No, no so, question about it. So there's a it. lot of major things we've done. But what we haven't done is we haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is... Uh, um, oh, Joe. See, that's... This is where it gets really bad, and they do throw it to commercial. They're about to throw it to commercial because this is the one that... This is the part that went viral. So I don't know what the logic is here. It's like, well... There's interracial couples in commercials, so that means I have hope for the future. And um, yeah, okay, that's, uh, wow. And when he says, when he's trying to be like uplifting and uh, motivational kind of there, you can see that he still remembers a little bit like how to be a politician. He still remembers it a little bit. He's like, come on, drag out some old slogans, do do something like be charismatic. He's like trying so hard. This is the saddest part. <clears throat> just listen. Let's I'm going to I'm going to dial it back like just just a few seconds, just like maybe 10 or 15 seconds. And let's just listen to this and just watch the politician within Joe Biden finally die. This is the end. I mean, it literally ends here and it's really sad. This is actually this is when he stutters and stuff, it's kind of funny. And when he completely changes the sentence three times in the same sentence, it's kind of funny. But this is truly, truly sad. Let's just hear it. Let's just lay it all out there. Keep that in mind. Just keep in mind that you're watching the end of a politician, the death of a salesman. I mean, politician. I just know the death of a salesman is like the name of a play or something. I don't know what it's about do ads to sell products and they sell products when people they appeal to people this generation is going to change everything we just got to make sure we don't give up there's an ability for us to do everything from in, increase the, the the access to education health care look what we did in health care all all the talk about it i was able to reduce people's bills about 400 bucks a month it has changed and, people's lives for the better no no so, question so notice that he's i think he's still talking about the Affordable Care Act, the Obama one, I think that's what he's talking about. I'm not even sure. If he's not talking about that, then I'm not sure what he's talking about. But notice that that doesn't get, that doesn't get applause. This is Jimmy Kimmel Live. This is his audience. And that didn't get applause. This, it, I, you just gotta, if you're drinking something, just pour a little out for your homie because it's over. This dude's dead. I mean, I'm of the, I'm of the, 
mindset that Joe, the real Joe probably died like three years ago. But even now, the body double is dying. We need to replace him with a better body double. And if this is the real Joe, then he's a dead man walking, dude. It's already over. I just don't know what to tell you. People think this guy's okay. And that's what's most sad of all. And those people are abusers. They're abusers. That's for the better. No, no so, question So there's about a it. lot of major things we've done. But what we haven't done is we haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is... Uh, um, Make me say another way. Well, see, that's kind of perfect. Yeah, well, we haven't been able to communicate. But it look how way. the press has changed. Mm -hmm. Look how the press has changed. It has changed. Oh, listen, it's, I, it's, I get it. I know you get. You overstand it. Yeah. You don't just understand it. You overstand it. <laughs> this is really. When I saw this clip, I thought it was bad. And it is, just as a clip. But when you really hear this clip in the broader context of this interview, it's really bad. I mean, now I get why they threw the commercial. Like they, they, they were like, dude, I don't even, I hope I, it's hard to tell if it was planned. Cause it's kind of timed out. The first commercial break they took was at like 13 minutes and we're at 18 minutes. So that means they went a full 13 minutes and then they only went five, like four or five minutes before they go to the next one. I mean, this was like a parachute, you know, like pull the cord, get us the fuck off of this guy's face. Like we have to go away from this guy because this is a, I didn't fully realize because the clip does enough but it doesn't really fully do it justice, just how bad this is. I mean, I, I, it's like I never really seen anything like it, and I wasn't alive for, like, Reagan's end of his political career when he was, people, I never really seen videos of it or anything, and I'm now interested in seeing that because i never really seen that. And people say, like, he was very clearly under the effects of dementia or Alzheimer's, whatever it was, and... It's just like, I, I've never seen anything like this. And it's just, it's something. It's really something. It's so many things. Because like when you know all you know about Joe Biden, it's hard to feel bad from the guy. And yet at the same time, he's being forced to do this. And it's, even though he's a piece of shit, I, I somehow feel kind of bad for him. And I guess I'd have to really see, if we ever do find out what's really on that laptop, I might feel differently. But at least in this moment, it's just sad, dude. Like, it's, it's hard to not feel sad here. Anyway, let's continue watching this man's implosion. Understand it. Yeah. You don't just understand it, you overstand it. <laughs> but here's the deal. Did you see how fast, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm going to continue in a second. But just listen to how fast that laugh dies. You just understand it. You overstand it. <laughs> but here's Done. One of the things is that it's very difficult now to have a, um, even with, with notable exceptions, even the really good reporters, they have to get the number of clicks on, on, on nightly news. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to belabor that. Clicks on the nightly news. We know what he meant. It's fine. So instead of asking a question, anyway, it just, everything gets get sensationalized in ways that, but I'm convinced we can get through this. We have to get through it. And one of the things, look. I'm gonna take a break and then we'll talk. Oh man, yeah, cause he knew. 
he knew. Jimmy said, we got some biracial commercials we got to listen to. Okay. I mean, he knew. He was like, this guy's about to start another sentence. And that's going to be bad. It's going to be bad for America. If Joe Biden, and that was perhaps Jimmy's most heroic moment of this entire interview. Because if Joe Biden continued that sentence and didn't have at least a little break, that was going to be bad for America. It was going to be very bad for Democrats. It was going to be bad for all of us. It was going to be bad for the soul of this country if Joe Biden had continued with that sentence. So say what you will about Jimmy Kimmel. I still don't like the guy. Really can't stand him. He did a heroic thing there. With the President of the United States. Um, just, a, just a process question. When you have sensitive documents that you need to flush down. Actually, I have one point that I want to make. We're almost done, guys. I guarantee you when they went to commercial break, someone came out to the audience and was like, guys, he's the president of the United States. Let's go. Come on, get up a little bit. Let's make a little bit of noise. Let's make a little more noise. Because you can hear when they get back from that commercial break, they're all of a sudden more energized. So you know if someone came in and like fluffed them up a little bit and tried to get them more uh, into it. So I'm curious to see if, if there's more clap, there's more seals clapping in this ending segment of it or if there's more laughter in this ending segment and if there is i think we all know why just a just a process question when you have sensitive documents that you need to flush down the toilet you do that is, he, is that done in your office toilet or is that done in the bathroom in the personal bathroom area i call trump uh, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> Nice one. There it is. Okay. They're really into that. They love that. He should have just trashed Trump, Trump for 30, 23 minutes. See, I got Biden brain. I'm sorry. I'm like, literally, I have Biden brain. It's bad. Where That would have been so much better. It, it's I know it's 2022, and the guy hasn't been president for well over a year now, but he should have just trashed Trump for the whole 23 minutes. And that's Jimmy's fault because Jimmy, I guess, wanted to prove something to someone. Maybe he had like a chip on his shoulder. Like, I can ask the president real questions. No one thinks I can ask the president real questions, but I can ask the president real questions. I can do this. I can ask the president real And then someone was like, Jimmy, you have to stop crying for one episode, for Christ's sake. No crying on this episode. And he was like, fine, I won't cry, but I'm going to ask him real questions. And they're like, can you just ask him about Trump? No. And then by the time the third segment came around, the one we're listening to right now, he was like, okay, we got to do the Trump stuff. You guys were right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I tried to do that. You guys were completely right. We have to do the Trump stuff. So let's start doing that. Meanwhile, he's talking about flushing documents, which is some reference to something that Trump did. I don't know if I think that's something that Trump did. But Joe Biden did preside over he didn't, he vice presided over the administration that was caught red-handed with the NSA scandal that Edward Snowden brought to light. So he seems more concerned with collecting information, whether it be private or public, than flushing it down. You know, just a point like, what's objectively worse? 
a secret surveillance program that you are aware of and keep secret or flushing documents down the toilet. I guess if the documents were about some secret surveillance, um, you know, program that you had, then okay, then that would be that would be as bad. I guess that would, they would be equally as bad. But I don't know. No one. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. I'm getting worked up again. What's the point? What's the point? This is entertainment. Let's view it as entertainment. Let's view it for what it is. Let's see if he implodes a little bit more before this is over. We got four minutes left. <laughs> you know, everybody talks about, you know, sensitive documents and like, I, I don't destroy anything. But one of the things that I spent more time with Xi Jinping than anybody, any other head of state, and I'd always be, when I traveled them 17,000 miles, spent 78 hours with them, they tell me, all told. And uh, we'd have, I'd have a consecutive interpreter and he'd have one. And the difference between when I would do that and others would do it, I always handed in all my notes. <laughs> you got to hand in your notes. Hand in my notes. It's, you learn that, in, we learn that in school, That's theoretically. Right. What a strange... Even when Jimmy gives him, like, a layup, like, just make fun of Trump. He has to do some weird thing about G. This is the second time he brought up that I traveled 17,000 miles with the guy. What are you talking about? Like, in a plane? Where... It's such a weird way to handle that question. It's so strange. I don't understand it, but neither does he. Very clearly, neither does he. Notes. My notes. It's you learn that in, we learn that in school That's theoretically. Right. Right. Uh, Roe versus Wade. Boy, these things just keep coming at you, don't they? I mean, there's no you. You have not had an easier. What a terrible job you have. I mean, <laughs> what? A, I'm glad you're doing it, but boy, oh boy, does this seem like No, you're not, Jimmy, you liar. You know, it's, uh, I think if the, if the court overrules Roe v. Wade and does what is yeah. draft... What we fear they will. Well, yeah. if that occurs, I think we have, to, we have to legislate it. We have to make sure we pass legislation making it a, a law that is the federal government says this is how it works. In another situation where most of the... Wow. What would the law be? He doesn't even say it. What would the law be? I mean, you know, we we all know what he thinks, but it would be nice if he just said it. Or I guess it would be nice for someone. It would be nice for Democrats everywhere listening for have for him to just say that whole sentence instead of just, well, we, you know, and we're gonna we're gonna legislate it. Like, what are you gonna legislate? You're gonna make it legal for women to get abortion. Just say it. What a great l clap. The, the seals would clap furiously, Joe. They paused, I think, because they were waiting for him to say the whole thing. And then they were like, uh, he's not going to say it? Okay, what, just, just go. Clap, clap, clap. Maybe the sign went on. Maybe the applause sign went on. I'm not sure. That is, the federal government says this is how it works. In another situation where most of the country is on the same page, something like 64% of Americans do not want to see Roe v. Wade overturned. I just don't know if that's true. I mean, we already went over that. Like, I did an episode about Roe v. Wade. You can go listen to that if you want. But I don't... This goes back to the whole, like, who's answering the phone and who's participating in these polls. There are certain anomalous polls where you're like, okay, that seems correct. 
or at least to be a semi-accurate reflection. And there's other where I'm like, who are you calling? Who's picking up? Who's listening to you? You know, so I, I, I'm just, this is another thing. Jimmy is making it, Jimmy is completely mischaracterizing this. He's like, no, most Americans agree that this is, I'm like, do you listen to anyone that doesn't write for the Atlantic? Like, do you listen to anyone? Because this is a very, very contentious issue. It's not like what Jimmy's describing it as. It's going to be the beginning, by the way. You know, there used to be a, a, a case called Connecticut versus Griswold. Right? Oh, I'm very familiar with it. Well, well you no, know, no, but all, but all kidding aside. Is that from the National Lampoon Vacation yeah, movie? It is. <laughs> but Connecticut versus Griswold said that you could not use contraception in the privacy of your own bedroom because in the Constitution there was no right to privacy. And so they can outlaw, and if you use contraception, it was against the law. You couldn't purchase contraception. And, you know, there's a whole range of things that are at stake here when we talk about eliminating Roe v. Wade and all its all, all the Same-sex marriage. What was the point of bringing that up? Was he trying to say that it was overturned and that they decided that, no, that actually was okay and that there actually is privacy that's guaranteed by the Constitution? He doesn't even get to the resolution, like, of that thought. So why did you even bring it up? Like, I don't even know what he's talking about, this Griswold thing. Is that a real case that happened? I mean, I assume they gave him this talking point because it maybe it's it's a real... Th- I'm, I'm assuming that it's a real case that really happened. I'm also assuming that the way he's describing it here is a bit incoherent, but he doesn't even get to the end. He just moves on. This is a disaster, dude. I'm getting... I'm so tired, literally because I'm sleepy, but I'm also so tired because I've, I've, we've all suffered through this entire interview together, but I'm doing the legwork here and it's really exhausting. And when I do this in the future, going through clips like this, and when I've done it in the past, it's always a lot quicker. And so I sort of apologize for really dragging this out as long as possible, but it's also this is wild. So at first I was basking in it and now I'm, I don't, maybe this is masochism. Maybe I enjoy the suffering. I'm not really sure. All the same sex marriage. I mean, it's just ridiculous in my view. And I don't think the country will stand for it, but I think what we're going to have to do, there's some executive orders I could employ. I, we believe we're we're looking at that right now, but I want to keep I want to keep. It's clear that if in fact the decision comes down the way it does, and these states impose the limitations they're talking about, it's going to cause a mini revolution. They're going to vote a lot of these folks out of office. We got to keep it focused on. What's a mini revolution and why use that language when you're talking about there's two countries, there's two different countries, people believe two different things. They got on Trump so much for the way he talked about things and the words that he used. And this guy's saying if they go through with this and they overturn Roe v. Wade, there's going to be a mini revolution. Why didn't he just say they're going to have to deal with losing a lot of seats. Like, do you have to say mini revolution? I mean, look, we all remember watching those riots and stuff in 2020. And was it kind of scary? Yes. Was it also great TV? Of course it was. 
Now, if there was a mini revolution in the wake of this Roe v. Wade thing, would that be kind of scary? Yes. Would it be great TV? Also, yes. So maybe that's what his angle is. And if that was the angle, I kind of respect it a little bit. And I'll certainly be watching CNN's coverage of the riots. We're going to vote a lot of these folks out of office. We got to keep it focused on if some, if you if they overrule where we wait in the state, California won't do it. But other states say that you cannot do the following. It's a, it's a law. You can't cross the border. You can't all, all the things that some states have. And you got to make sure that you vote. You got to vote. And let people know exactly. What Clap seals. And we change it. Yep. Very good. Good boys. And not just good boys and girls. These horrible things because we should have done something about gun violence a long time ago. The climate is something we could all look back at these days and go, oh my God. But we have made we... some progress there. There's 560,000, but, but it's moving. It's moving. My mother used to say, out of everything bad, some of good will come if you look hard enough for it. So the, re the reduction on the use of oil also increases the need to find alternatives. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm, that's why I'm going over to the, quote, G7, the seven largest economies in the world, and meeting in, uh, in Germany in a couple weeks. Well, we're looking uh, hard for the good things, and we're glad you're looking hard for the good You know where he's going before he goes to Germany? By the way, this is over. We're at 22 minutes and 46 seconds, and the rest of it is just going to be the seals clapping. So we're done with it. You know where he's going to be before he goes to the G7 summit? He's going to Saudi Arabia to beg for oil. Like, listen to what he just said and understand the reality is that he's, before he goes to the G7 to address climate change, he's going to Saudi Arabia to beg for oil. So, what a world, dude. I mean, I wish I could say more, and I'm sure I will have a lot more to say on the next episode, but I'm pretty much done. I'm kicked. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to go to sleep. So I thank you so much for listening. I, I, similar to Joe, I just faded out as this interview went along. And I wish I could have provided you more energy. But I still think it was fun. I still think it was worth doing. And I don't regret it. Certainly not the way that Jimmy regrets having him on. Or that Joe's team regrets having him on. Joe probably left that being like, yeah, man, come on, man, I killed that shit. That's like when a, that's like the comedian who bombs and then gets off stage and is like, dude, great crowd in there, really good stuff. And you're like, did you, were you not there? Did you check out mentally during your performance? <clears throat> also, I'm sorry if the sound got weird at points because I don't know if you can tell and you can see that Joe was fading because... And I can see it very clearly on when I'm looking at the um, volume coming in, like the audio, and you can see the little things like spike up and down, you know, like the, the, you know what I'm talking about. When you're looking at the screen and it shows you like wave going up, up and down, you know what I mean? Like up and down. And if things get loud, then the wave goes up more like, like that. And Towards the end of it, Joe's wave was so low, and I was like, is it going to sound like he's whispering when people are listening to this? Like, I couldn't. So I'm, I'm also sorry about that. Look, it's fine. We made it through. It was, it was what it was. I thank you for listening, and I love you, and I'll see you next time.